Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. What's up, George? I'm, I'm Danny. Uh-huh. Uh, this is George. Who's calling me? <laughs> they have terrible timing. I'm keeping Port this on town, the show. New- town, New Jersey. No, someone named scam likely what a fun what a fun name what a fun bit everybody oh, knows shit. scam likely now i hit <laughs> i didn't realize garage band was still open you guys can't hear it but i hit my keyboard and it went uh, <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails uh anyway I, how are you i'm good i saw you this weekend it was crazy yeah are you still recuperating i'm so sorry about this weekend but <laughs> Well, let's uh let's bring in our guest there. We can talk about it a little bit. Okay. We have Jeff Galella. Hi, hello, Jeff. hello, hello, Jeff. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you? Uh, good. I'm, dude. I'm doing really good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I it's it's uh it's interesting for for two guys and not my girlfriend to ask me to explore my feelings, but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what we're here for. Well, want to get introspective. Let's go. Let's We're just going to talk over you most of the time. Well, uh, I feel like I'm in trouble. So that's that's a, a plus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. It's it's honestly taken me years to understand that, like when someone's asking me how I'm feeling to not feel attacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this came out of, uh, hey, we want to hang out with Jeff. Not like a Jeff. What is going on? <laughs> Jeff, are you OK? <laughs> I've had that before. I've had, or I'm like, I think I got too deep on that podcast. I think I like, I think I, I confused what, what our relationship was and I got too deep. I, uh, I, I was, I did a podcast probably a year ago or so, and I just kept on going on tangent rants, which is most of this show, but That's here it's, show ex- it's accepted because I, my name's on the show, uh, <laughs> but I was on someone else's and I would go for like this five minute rant and then immediately end up with it. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that real chills? Because I remember that happening on real chills. I'll say. I, I think I do it on every podcast I'm on because I forget where I am. <laughs> like I'm in. The, I'm. If, I, if it was a studio, I would be more courteous. But because I'm in a constant, like the same spot for any podcast I do, I totally know what you're talking about. Yes. That's why I, I almost feel like it's better for people to sometimes do like a live podcast or not do a podcast in their home because mm-hmm. like you feel so safe around your walls. You know what I yep. mean? Yeah, you're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I'm allowed to say that here. And you're like, you're not allowed to say this most place. You shouldn't say that. Don't say things <laughs> like that. Think about it for a second. Like, yeah. Go so like in my comfort zone. Things you say. Go listen to the Sweet Heat podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, honestly, because there are times where I'm like, did we? No, we're fine, right? Put it out there. Okay. <laughs> we didn't actually say that, did we? <laughs> you catch yourself sometimes where you're like, um, you know, it's not that we had bad intentions. It's just like we just were talking to not have dead air. And that's a dangerous thing because then yes. you're just speaking faster than you can think. Yeah. So yeah, you guys do get to record in person, though, which is fantastic. But George and I don't because George moved to Jersey and abandoned me in this running Jersey. This hey, terrible up? city that's falling in <laughs> on itself. But we got to see each other this weekend and it was insane. <laughs> yeah. So I had my uh, engagement party this weekend, which was a lot bigger to do because of the family I'm marrying into. I, I've been to oh. weddings that were smaller than that. <laughs> 
like whole weddings. Yeah, it was like entire you know, weddings. Comedian, Philadelphia comedian and friend of the show, John Deary, uh, texted me, was like, did you get married this weekend? I was like, that was just the engagement party. He got pre-married this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was so my fiance um, is uh, like she had the whole like her family had the whole thing catered. It was in their backyard, which is a big old backyard um, in like uh, like uh, the, the I won't say the specific town, but like the shore Jersey Shore area. Nice. Um, uh, her uncle is a DJ for like weddings and stuff. So he just brought all his equipment oh. and would not stop playing music until like 12 o'clock in the morning. He's like, this wow. is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. He wow. was stoked. And then when we tried to pay him later, he was like, absolutely not. This was great. <laughs> Love he, of the he, game. Was, he was paid in not having to interact with people. Yeah. True. He didn't have to talk to my stepdad for about his fucking house for 45. All, all my all my stepdad did was go to different people he didn't know and tell him all the money he just made on selling his house. <laughs> I, I I I got so in depth with that guy, it was awesome. Yeah, John I, I legit you. had great conversations with him that I feel like I shouldn't share publicly. <laughs> Those are the best conversations. Yeah. So I, I Dan came a little bit later into the party, which is totally fine because like I was freaking out. Everyone was coming in and like we had this little photo station set up where uh, our, my future sister-in-law is a photographer. So she's taking photos of people as they were walking in in front of this backdrop, had like a neon sign that said till death on the back. It was all decorated like a spooky haunted house. Uh, and it was like a little like almost like a prom picture set up and just everyone coming. It was like, oh, my God, let me get a picture. Oh, my God, let me get a picture. And then like my family's trying to say like, oh, like, oh, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you. And so like trying to catch up and I'm just in full panic mode. And then Dan showed up maybe like two hours later and I went, Dan, you're here. Thank God. Here's my mom. Just talk to yeah. her. <laughs> he, he dumped me off on mom and grandma and I was just having a ball. It was awesome. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you might've dumped off mom and grandma onto you instead. Oh, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you've heard this guy's voice before. Remember that podcast you've heard? <laughs> I, I believe my exact words were, uh, Hey, you know that thing I do that you don't understand? Well, this is Dan. I do that with him. <laughs> yeah, your grandmother, legit, as soon as you walked away, was like, well, it seems nice. I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, those things are great. They're very hectic. Yeah, I, they I, are. You know, God bless you, because they're <laughs> they're very hectic. Yeah, I didn't realize. Like, so I had a friend fly up from Florida who had never experienced any like he didn't know they were a thing. Um, cause I guess they're more of a regional thing than I thought. Oh, really? So yeah, I, he's just never experienced cool. one. I, I grew up I, with him in Connecticut and then he moved to Florida and he's done like a couple things, but it's usually like five people at a bar that hang out or something yeah, like it's that's, very that, small get together. That's been my general experience is like, uh, Oh, we want to celebrate. It's very informal. It's yeah, not no. like, like cutting a cake with everybody watching. The fucking foul zones if, had a super spreader. That's what we did. <laughs> I wonder if it's because you, you're you in the city, though, Dan. Like, I wonder if there's something to being like, yeah, there's a bar in four feet at, at all times. Like, yeah. there's just, you could just, let's just go to one. I feel like in Jersey, it's like a little more spread out where you're like, or at least other places, even if it's like Connecticut or whatever, but you're like, we have to plan where we're going. Like Cheesecake oh, so Factory yeah, is like, like 40 minutes away. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to tell them you're coming too. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
This, luckily, this was like just the backyard, so we didn't have to tell anyone. But we did alert the neighbors, and then we had a party crasher who then called the cops. And the cops Wait, were like, crasher did. Uh, so the, there was a neighbor that lives like on another street that walked in, was just checking the party out. And then uh, my future father-in-law walked up to him and was like, hey, buddy, can I help you? He's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, checking out the party. I live across the street. And he's like, no, you don't. I know the people that live across the street. He was like, no, no, like on the other street. I was like, so you don't live in the neighborhood. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I was just checking out. I was like, I'm, well, I'm sorry. It's a closed party. My daughter's engaged. So you're going to have to go, buddy. And he was like, but no, like, I know your neighbor. And he's like, my neighbor's not even here. <laughs> like. <laughs> you don't get to be here and then kind of pushed him out the gate. And then about 15 minutes later, the cop showed up because <laughs> he definitely called the cops. Damn. On us. This dude was like, I just want some cake, bro. Yeah. They just, no, <laughs> you, know, you got that, no cake. That feels like you just did a service for me because every time I drive past the house and there's like dozens of cars outside, I just want to park and go in. So yeah. I feel like you just like stopped that urge for me with that story of like, you know what? It's probably not going to work. No, here's the thing. It doesn't have to work because you're in that kind of person that you would walk in. They would say, hey, uh, I'm sorry, this is a closed party. Be like, oh, my mistake. I just thought it was like a, a neighborhood get together. I'll leave. And you'd be totally cool with it. You would not call the police. And I guess he does it a lot because when the police showed up, they were like, that guy's an asshole. Just keep it down after 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't. And no one else complained. <laughs> awesome. Oh, it was a fun time. You want to uh, spin this wheel and actually talk to our guests instead of talking about how like we saw each other in person for the f- second time. Oh, we time saw and- each other in person. <laughs> yeah, it's like a huge deal. Time. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's spin this wheel. We got annoyed. Hey, which this might be my favorite that one to fitting. say is the same. <laughs> this this is so ideal for me. I feel like I'm so annoyed by this wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jeff, what's something that makes you feel annoyed? Um, I feel like I feel um that I feel no, I honestly feel annoyed. <laughs> I like 87% of the time I, I feel sure. like I it's a base emotion for you I have yeah, it is <laughs> like I feel like I have a burning uh like flame in my chest at all times of just anger like a ball of like raging anger <laughs> it, like in my head it's just like Bill Burr like it's just in my chest like I'm just so fucking like, mad and yelling at things like I went to the grocery store today every part of go I drove there driving annoyed getting there <laughs> dealing with people annoyed uh i have no patience i found i think that's what it is so any like type of waiting or if i can't get something done as fast as humanly possible because someone else is delaying that mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm on my whole day will be ruined i swear to god my day will be ruined with like one interaction at the grocery store you want to hear something okay something about driving real quick because it's yeah, just absolutely. happened to me and it's not what my thing is going to be later but i i can i can feel how your heart would burst into flame by this uh i have to drive through these back roads to get home from work because i live in like you, you ever like for our uh listeners that don't live within the tri-state area and don't know what new jersey is picture base new jersey that's it that's the part of new jersey i have to drive through <laughs> Uh, like that, it's stereotypical. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sopranos use this as filming location to like shoot someone and they fall into a grave. That area of New Jersey. 
I'm driving through this industrial area near near a place called the Pulaski Skyway, um, and it, you're just driving through these underground, under bridges areas, uh, and we're stopped, and we're stopped for a while. And so I go around a bunch of trucks and I'm like, these idiots, like it's a, they have to turn for this freight train that's going by, but I don't. Then I get to the end of the street and that's when the train also passes that part of the street. So I Ugh. sat, I just put my car in park for 30 minutes. <laughs> that is the exact thing that burnt. Like, I, like yeah. right now, I just thought about where I get stopped at my, like near my train thing. <laughs> and I, like, anytime, because sometimes I'll have to like pick up my girlfriend from work and I swear it's like timed, like I'll get her. And then as soon as we like come around that thing, the lights go on. And I, every time I'm just trying to like beat it. Like, I'm like, let's go. Come on, hurry up. The things are going to come down soon. I know it. It's like 432 or something is what it happens. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I drive past one on, on my way to work now. And it's like, so ingrained in me to be annoyed by it happening that this one that's only like ever two two car lengths long and is over like super fast i still have that kind of welling of rage just like watching the things come down it's like, you mean you're gonna make me wait but it's only like a minute but like I, i'm so used to it being worse i think we're like also a subject of our environment like being near so many like cities and like in the northeast and stuff but we're like we as a people are go, 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 go. And mm -hmm. anybody making us wait, like we will swerve around them, honk, flip them off, like every part of it. And it's like- Someone was trying to do that to me after they waited behind me for the train the entire time. And I, I've lived a little bit of everywhere. So a part of me is like, just breathe, just bottle it and breathe, you'll be okay. <laughs> They don't have that. So they were like trying to get around me because I'm driving. So I'm not driving slow. You were just in the same situation I was. Like we were in this, <laughs> we were experiencing the same situation. And now you're like, I gotta go. What are you late for, Lyft driver? You're getting more <laughs> money. <laughs> it's so true, but I'll get that way too. Like I'll like, again, I'll be like, come on. And I'm like, where am I even going? I don't have nowhere to be. I don't know where. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. like, who do I think I am? Yeah, yeah, just I, running I errands throughout the day. Time. Time. No thing. Like, I, I'm <laughs> never in any sort of urgent. Like I need to get somewhere state, but anytime somebody stops me, I don't like it. I can't handle it. Yeah, I, it's truly like a. I think I think like if I had to boil everything down, I really do think that my annoyance comes from a patience issue. Like I just don't have any like mm -hmm. at all. It's got to be a regional thing. It's got to be like specifically this to. corner of the world that like. I mean, I, it's it's such an old and passe joke, but I remember like Dane Cook complaining that like things are going to be instantaneous in the future and we're still going to complain if it takes two seconds. Like, yep. oh my God, yeah. thinking two seconds. It's, we want instant yes. gratification, instant results all the time. Yeah, Meanwhile, that's like, how I feel my, when I'm watching something streaming and all of a sudden it just like stops to load. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Fuck you. You have one balls, job. Do your job. <laughs> I remember when they came out with uh, the video game Tony Hawk American Wasteland when you're in L.A. And it was it, it was advertised as no loading screens. Right. It was like you won't have any loading screens. It's open world. But there was like tricks where there were tunnels that would go into mm -hmm. different areas of L.A. So like you'd go through a mall and then pop out by like Rodeo Drive or whatever it is. Uh, not Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Rodeo Drive is in L.A. It is an LA. thing. I, I don't. Yeah. It, the thing you're saying is accurate. I don't know if yeah. it's accurate to your story. Yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly that's story, how I felt. Right? <laughs> yeah. So they advertised this game so much. I was a child when this game came out, and I realized, like, oh, I contain this rage <laughs> of annoyance. The first thing you do when you start the game, 
they give you one loading screen. And I nearly <laughs> threw the controller across the room. You and I was like, said zero. There were none. <laughs> they have to, to put the whole world together. Give them a second. Do you guys ever? Do you guys play a lot of? Uh, do you guys ever play like a lot of video games, like shooters, like at all? Like were you guys? I tried it. Games? It got. I got it. So I'm very bad at them. Yeah, okay. I, I I tried it for a while. Um, couldn't deal with it. And then my roommate, when I was living in Philly, like I just met them off the internet. So I was like, we wound up having things in common. But he was a big video game guy, so I'd watch him play Destiny, and it was like I was having a stroke because it was just constant but like so i was much. gonna say it's the opposite of like the um like waiting too long like if, I, I when i would get like spawn killed mm-hmm. that's also oh. And, oh like my where God. it's like hey welcome back to life you're dead again and you're like i didn't even take a step like, <laughs> that, that stuff makes me so angry especially being bad at the game where it's yeah. like you saw how you killed me you yes. saw me being very bad. You appeared. You also, like, like, I could see on the kill cam, I appeared. And, yeah. like, why would I ever respawn in an enemy's, like, like vision? Like, I should never, I should be somewhere else so I can, like, yeah. get, have a second. You know what I mean? Like, oh, see, I just you... get mad at the people playing. I don't get mad at the game. I get, I get mad at the people. I feel like in that, because, like, I don't get bullied often. At least that, not that I'm aware of. I don't know that that's true or not. Well, see, I, I'm very good at... Uh, I literally did not uh, let you hang out with people off. your age at my engagement party. I, I sat you at I did better with the real adults. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's a maturity thing, I think, for you, Dan, because like I'm very immature, and I, I think the immature thing is to blame the game. You're like, I think these people are, are throwing me off. And I'm over here like, like, it's the game. It was designed terribly. Why would I be bad at it? Well, yeah. You're not you're not wrong in that situation either. But like <laughs> it's it's the the fact that I know these people are watching me play the game. So they know I'm very bad at it. And instead of going and killing people or at least giving me like the slightest chance, they're just having fun killing me as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and like that. Oh, oh, I hate it. I hate with, it so much. With video games and annoyance and impatience, uh, I like it's a so Pokemon like the, on the Game Boy Color, right? Did you guys play that at all when you were a kid? For sure. You don't think yeah. I had? I had Pokemon Stadium One and Two for Nintendo Ooh. 64, maybe. I still have it actually. So my, I my remember only Pokemon was Pokemon Pinball on Game Boy Color. It was great that's great. Game. Right. I that fucking love that game. The one um, I have though. Yeah. It had like an extra rumble pack, so you could like it. Like you put the battery inside the cartridge. That was cool. But I remember like playing like like the Pokemon Blue or Red or Yellow, and like you'd throw a Pokeball, and someone told me when I was a child that if you hit B a bunch, you're more likely to catch it. I did the same thing. But it's not true. You're not just true. your nervous energy is now programmed into that one thumb where you're just like pop, 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 pop. and I saw my roommate do it when he was playing Destiny, where it was like he would do things in the loading screen where he would just like spin the toggle or like hit the button a bunch, just as like a nervous tick of like, no, I have to be doing something because my my reflexes need to be ready, dude. It's like this yeah. means you know what I blame for that? Huh? I blame Mortal Kombat because the loading screen in Mortal Kombat. It just set up for you to hit as many buttons as you want, mm. but then it actually does do something. What True. Does it do? There's it has like those little boxes on the bottom, and if you just like hit whatever buttons, and like I'm sure people know how to actually do it to accomplish something on like, intentionally, uh-huh. but like you basically hit buttons and it just scrolls through stuff, and then it's like you can find codes and cheats and hidden characters and stuff by just like hitting buttons. Ooh. 
See, I heard that they developed like during your loading screen for Assassin's Creed, you could like run around as whoever, whatever assassin you're yeah, playing. Like a pre-game lobby. Yeah, it was like, yo, let's run around, let's do things. Do you know the how only- many times playing Assassin's Creed where I was just in that world and just forgot to hit a button because it was like done loading? I'm just running around in this empty space world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Open worlds, honestly, I've never finished Fallout 4 purely because I get too distracted. Oh. And Sorry. I've done far too much. Yes, Jeff. What were Sorry, you no, you just actually, you want to talk about Annoyed, dude? I, my <laughs> least favorite video game experience I've ever had. It's not a knock on the game. I'm sure it's a great game. I just, it was impossible. Nah, throw fire. You don't have to be nice to it. Fallout 3? <laughs> dude, you know, like when you do Fallout, you go through like the whole process of like getting set up or whatever like that. I go through like the whole beginning process of Fallout. I get through the whole thing. I finally get like out into like the world where I can do stuff or whatever. And something must have happened where a second before like uh, a checkpoint was saving, I accidentally like click shoot and I shot like a grandmother in the face. So then anytime <laughs> I would like come back to my checkpoint, the entire oh. town would chase me and kill me because they were like, yo, you're not allowed to kill grandmoms. And I'm like, I can't even breathe every time I respawn in a town, like a village is attacking me. And I just remember being like, I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm not playing this fucking game. I just spent two hours doing this. I had something very similar happen in Fallout 4. There's a part of the game where you eventually discover that the town is doing something evil, but you go into this uh, Stepford-esque part of the map where it's like everything's perfect, but they have these big heavy walls around it. I just started shooting and I fucking demolished everyone in that town so I didn't have to do that mission. It was just like, yeah, you beat it. Great job. You you made your decision. And then I texted my friend. I was like, hey, was I supposed to do that? It was like, no, but it's fine. And I couldn't sleep, like deal with myself. So I just restarted the game. I was like, I have to know what I was supposed to do. You would, I was going to say, you would not have liked that one Call of Duty level where they made you just like annihilate uh, an entire like terminal. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw, I know you guys play shooters, but like, I don't know if you guys know that mission or whatever, but like that mission was one where they were like, all right, so you're basically just going to perform a terroristic attack and you're going to shoot up an airport. And you're like, oh, I don't. This is part of story mode. This I don't is not do fun that. story mode. I have to. <laughs> so I remember being in like middle school, I think, when it came out. And I remember doing it and like taking a second afterwards and being like, yeah, I know that we're playing a violent game. That felt too far. Yeah. I felt very, like as a as an immature middle schooler, I was like that felt very violent. I don't. I know, I know we're not supposed theories. to blame the video games, but uh, <sighs> this is all those theories that like those games are training people to like become soldiers by like starting them off by like desensitizing them young to all that violence. It's like, mm-hmm. yep, is that just what the true. world is now? Like that's what we're preparing people for. Like, true, but I can hell. name so many more guns than I would be able to without those games. <laughs> like I, I don't, I wouldn't know a single name of a gun, but mm-hmm. I know way too many. And, I, and I've shot like one ever. The like, only one like, I remember <laughs> is the club uh, from GoldenEye. That's it, the club. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like the 357 Magnum because I think it was in Call of Duty and then I was like I think that's like what sheriffs shoot or something like, yeah that's okay. a big one <laughs> yeah like that Rick See, Grimes <laughs> my, uh, my mother was really in this is a weird thing we've, I mean we've talked about it but my and mother was like 
it was was a big was a big uh like a uh, gun person for a minute she like my mom tends to jump from hobby to hobby like she went from beating to shooting skeet like within the same week of each other she was like craft fairs and i'm also gonna buy a bunch of guns uh and she wanted to learn how to use them for like protection and stuff which i guess is okay i'm not super into the gun thing um but i i can understand where people come from on that regard i just don't like the we're not allowed to have a conversation about it because it's the second amendment right argument where it's like no we can still have a conversation well, because someone's shutting you down you're like whoa dude i want to talk like it's, yeah you're yeah. being impatient with the conversation and i can't even get anything out yeah yeah uh so i'll never forget this uh we would uh my mom's bedroom was the only one that had like an in-window air conditioning. So during the summer, we would all crash in sleeping bags on her floor. And my stepdad was out of town and I was sleeping on her floor. And my sister was like, nah, I'm just going to hang out in my room um, because like it was at the front of the house. It was shaded. So it wasn't terribly hot all the time. But what she really wanted to do was sneak out of the house. So she'd go hang out with her friends. Um, what and my mom heard a creak outside and oh uh, yes i do know just sorry in, yes. <laughs> in one fluid motion pulled the like comforter off of her barrel rolled out of the bed landed on one leg like goddamn spider-man put both hands underneath her mattress pulled out a fully loaded 12 gauge shotgun cocked it and went i'll be right back and then like got, went like full tactical mode of just like back to the wall like spinning around checking your things it's like who taught you this that's amazing you're in the woods in connecticut no one's trying to hurt you well i think you just learned that naturally in the woods in connecticut i don't know like, like <laughs> it's it's the kind of place where you don't lock your doors at night and then she's like don't worry I have this fully loaded shotgun underneath my bed. Well, yeah, you don't lock your doors because you're capable of way worse. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, it's it was just crazy, and from the, I think that was my like point. I was like, you know what? I don't need guns. I don't need that. Just like in the back of my head as protection, just kill me. It's like if you. <laughs> I think I uh, uh, I totally get why people are more sensitized and like desensitized to guns because like. Like I have family that lives in the South and the way they handle and treat guns is so much different than how it's treated mm-hmm. up here. Like if you want to go to a shooting yeah. range in the South, it's like $10 and it's in some fields that they're like, we don't give a shit, shoot, pull whatever you want out there. And like, you're like, this is a sand pit and you're just shooting yeah. like fucking rifles up here. They're like, it's $125 to shoot an indoor range. Please bring all of the gear and stuff like that. Like down there, they're like, this is a fucking this is like a scooter to us. You can have yeah. one and put it in your garage. Like you buy it at Walmart. Like it's nothing. Like you walk really in, is. Like, it's you crazy to see the device. The gun. Like it's next to the gun. Like, it's, yeah. So my mom lived in North Carolina for quite some time. And the way she explained like how their rules work, and it's insane to me, is that you can have a fully loaded pistol on your front seat while you are driving. And the cops will have like, they may maybe ask you for your permit, right? Uh, If you have like a small bag of weed on your front seat, they will arrest you for two days. Like they will put you in jail for two days until they can say like, oh, 48 hours is up. There's no reason for us to hold you. And we're keeping the weed. That's how stark the difference is. What a magical place. The deeper you go, the less rights you have. Uh, It's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty annoying. 
Well, if you think about it too, in the South, like, like we separate things in the South. They're like, you can buy alcohol the same place that you can buy a gun. And you're like, oh, yep. we separate our stores here. Yeah. That's insane. except except yeah. on Sundays. On Sundays, you can't buy. You can buy as many guns as you want, but you cannot buy alcohol on Sundays in the South. Which yep, uh, my my mom's town had a gun store slash laundromat. They were connected <laughs> by a hallway. They were the same same business, but they were. <laughs> wow, the closest Combo. I've seen up here is a cigar store slash car wash. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And it's like yeah. a decent cigar shop. Like it, really? it has a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect a like gas station car wash cigar store to have. I love the idea <laughs> of like the Taco Bell Long John Silvers, but yeah. it's like the gun store and like the laundromat or like there's oh, a drive-through cigar, drive cigar spot. It doesn't even sound like open anymore, but like the remains of the drive-through cigar shop are there and it was like a gas station as well. And I was like, you imagine just like rolling into the drive-through being like, you know what? I think I can go for a cigar at a moment's notice. Like, and I'm in a rush. Yeah, I need uh, it now. <laughs> it's like, I remember like as a kid, my grandma would go like, they drive through the dairy barn. Do you guys have dairy barns? Where nope. basically it was like a drive. It was on Long Island. It was like a thing. You drive in through this basically carport that was connected to a convenience store and you could just tell the guy that had access to this weird little convenience store section that you weren't allowed in be like hi can i just get like a gallon of skim milk and uh like a bar of ice cream so, so they can shut up in the back <laughs> and you just you'd come bring your stuff and then you drive away it was a drive-through convenience store that's pretty uh, sweet it just yeah it's like i don't know where those went away but like you could buy your cigarettes your milk like all your necessities essentially from 1995 uh and then go home and they don't have stuff like that anymore i'm sure they will in the next few years because after covid all the um fast food joints are converting over to a, like fast service outdoor stuff they no longer have like indoor dining and they no longer people eat in their cars anyway so might as well just put it like in your car like go up to a walk-up window yeah it's kind of crazy because you almost like I almost feel like we're skipping past that step. It's like, we are so in a rush that we don't do drive-thrus anymore. You better fucking deliver that shit to us. Like, yes. yeah, like, true. Very true. That's another thing, a patience thing. We're literally, it's like the Dane Cook two-second thing. We're literally past the point of being like, oh my God, I got I to gotta order in my car. I want to order yeah. at home. And you're like, before you had to get out of your car. You yeah. didn't even, yeah. that wasn't an option. Like, before, remember like, when you had to call a restaurant? I yeah. was talking to one of my best friends and he was saying that like, I he had such fond memories of going to a Wendy's with his friends and like sitting down at the Wendy's and eating their food and then leaving afterwards in like the sunroom area of a Wendy's. Uh, wild. And he was like, yeah, I mean, my kids will probably do that, right? I was like, your kids aren't going to leave the house because the air is toxic and you can just Uber eats that shit. And nobody's yeah. allowed in a play place anymore. No, no. one's allowed in a play place yeah. at all. Which for the best, I think. Yeah, true. I think so too. I think uh, so too. What was it? There was um, uh, Wendy's. They're like converting mine over where they're getting rid of the play place and stuff. Um, Good. But it's uh, what was the video game where you played this like Norman Reedus and you had to deliver things like you were just a delivery um, man in the right. it, people were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. This this game is going to be incredible. And then everyone kind of panned it after two weeks. Oh, um, Death Stranding. That's it. I don't know. Uh, if I uh, one. At, Let me, now I have to look it up now. 
now and it's uh, and basically it's, um, from what i understand the game was just your delivery person you just deliver things around around the oh, wasteland and that's game. what i imagine yeah 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 oh this uh, is legitimately oh it's legitimately norman reedus yeah, it, yeah. It's, i thought you were like this video this game guy people were like super <laughs> pumped about it because it was um uh blank on his name um the metal gear guy the guy who made metal gear uh tom clancy or whatever or like no the, no the, the video clancy, game version um, yeah yeah uh, metal uh, Hideo Kojima. He he made the whole Metal Gear se- okay. series, which uh, talking about games that frustrate me. Metal Gear Solid, whatever system that was on PlayStation, I think it was PlayStation Two, I believe. That, actually, that makes more sense. That's the one I had. Well, probably all. I mean, probably like sequels were on, but in my head, I remember it as PlayStation Two. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid specifically. The training level of the game was like the most fun I had playing a video game. And then I was like, "All right, now you can do missions." And then I was like, "Wait, really? The missions aren't as fun as the training? Can I just that do the was, training over again?" That was like, my same experience with uh, Tomb Raider Two. Where like you just wander around the Croft Mansion, you shoot at your bolt butler a bunch, you like go through her house and like do somersaults and stuff, and then you get to the game and you're in the jungle and you're like, this is st- stuff can kill me here. I don't want to play this game. I love this a lot, especially because uh, I think it shows it shows uh, our age gap actually because I watched my dad play video games when I was a kid and he would have like the manual like the book. And he would go, he'd be like, what do I have to do on this mission? I have to, and he would play like Tomb Raiders and Metal Gear Solid. And I would like stay up late and like watch him play it and be like, these yeah. graphics are insane. And it's like, this I remember, yeah. like, oh my God, just like chunky polygons. Like this is yeah. incredible. I don't think you I was this... allowed to play Metal Gear Solid when it first, like when it first came out. My dad was like, you're not fucking touching that. Yeah. My mom said I wasn't allowed to <laughs> let's, play. Let's like, take a quick break and come back. No, I'm talking about this. Twisted Metal now. All <laughs> right, take a break. Because I absolutely <laughs> want to keep talking about this, but we need to take a break. If Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah, of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel, what does that make get in the garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. Hey everyone, Danny here, checking in with this week's plugs. First and foremost, this is the last episode before the Meg Gets album recording. You can get a ticket to that from a link in the show notes. You can find Jeff Colella on the internet at Jeff underscore Colella on Instagram and Jeff Colella on Twitter. Also check out his podcast, Sweet Heat, that he does every week with Rusty Wright. You can also catch Jeff this week on the 13th at All Set at Punchline. I'll be over there for that one. Uh, See everybody there who uh, hears this in time. And for George and I, you can find us at Feel Feelings Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. I think that is it for the week. Back to the show. We're back. 
So, so twisted metal. Twisted metal. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to play that because it was too violent, which I think is hysterical because it was just like 2D, like almost looked like cardboard cutout people that you run over on accident. And my mom was like, <laughs> oh my God. I uh, loved and, that game. I and played Resident that Evil was the other one that I wasn't allowed I, to watch him play. I loved Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal was great. It, it was such a silly, like male. Uh, aimed game where it was like, yeah, you're a muscle car with guns and you have to shoot other cars with guns. And one of them, just to be fun, ice cream truck. Yeah. Like, I, I just loved how specific the characters were. Like, because so many games at that point, they had like different characters, but they were also basically like the Mortal Kombat ninjas, where I was like, oh, this guy is the same guy, but blue. Like, yes. Twisted Metal, everybody was different. Everybody had, had like, thing. a specific backstory, different weapons, different, like, everything. It was so cool to watch this, like, this crazy world. And, like, I played through literally every character to beat the game and see their ending because each character had a different ending. It was yeah. just wild. I loved it. <laughs> You're like, I need to see what their story arc is and how this thing finishes out. And it's crazy because now there is a lore to it. We're like a couple months ago, I looked up the fact that there are like overarching stories within the Mortal Kombat universe. And there is yeah, the yeah. same amount of overarching stories with the twisted metal characters. And I don't think a game's come out in I don't know, like a decade and a half. One of the newer systems has one, but I don't think anybody liked it or played it. Mm. Yeah, it's like a. Over, I play Overwatch, and they have a lot of like. Uh, I feel like clips of of their lore and backstory, and this guy's that yeah. person's brother, and that character is the sister of the person that was defeated by that. And you're like, oh shit, hold on a second, is there? Do I have to like actually? I was just playing as the character. There's like a whole. Yeah. It's like Game yeah. of Thrones for the characters. Like I, I can't even follow it. Yeah. yeah, we we did a a Mortal Kombat characters just the first three games on Rank Bank. So we were just kind of doing deep mm. dives and trying to figure out how to kind of position these people who are all basically the same. But sure. then everybody has an insane story of how they're like the adopted stepdaughter, or if you play a different game, they are like the actual daughter, and like they killed another daughter, and like. It's it's absolutely just, insane. Just dead daughters. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> dead daughters and mutant daughters. And there was a channel on Pluto TV where it was just playthroughs of video games. You couldn't see the stream or anything. They just basically like had someone record themselves playing the game without any of their humanity being present. So you just watch That's someone what play a video I game. I need. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, personality in these games and games like, should be good enough on their they own would, they would, it was story mode of this new Mortal Kombat game and there's like all these different characters coming in and people like the storyline like one of the main characters dies in, in just this story mode thing so you can't play as that character anymore it's crazy uh, And but they'll have your actual fights in between parts of the story mode so you'll watch a human woman, like a human soldier woman that you have to play as, have her spine ripped out. And then the next scene is her getting off the ground and be like, thanks for the fight. And then walk away. <laughs> her spine was just removed. Like you'll oh, so see like, someone like, the they'll do the finishing moves, but then the it'll come back to the storyline. Yeah. But then it'll come back and be like, oh, no, I'm good. Uh, I just need some ice. Let me go ice this real quick. You don't have a spine. It's like when you find out wrestling's fake. You're like, I just watched uh, you lose. And then you get up and walk to the back. Like, you lost so much blood. How are you okay? 
<laughs> it like threw you off when you go to like a, like a wrestling event and you just see the guys like kind of slide out and then like walk back like yeah. behind the stage and you're like excuse me excuse me hello hey. i don't hey. want to break the fourth wall like, yeah that's why i do like we've had we had uh hannah harkness on probably a couple months ago at this point and she was explaining a character named orange cassidy i think his name is yes, where he just yeah. he fights with his hands in his pockets the whole time so even he's like i'm in on the joke like you can't touch me i'm just moving out of the way Dang. just looks like he's about to bum a cigarette off you the entire fight that's like randomly i feel like pretty meta like to be like i'm aware i will say i think not oh actually not that it is a sport but just to to keep on to the annoyed uh uh thing i found out that um i can't physically play golf because not that it's frustrating because it is frustrating but i get so wound up and like anxious and annoyed of like the pace of the game and being like caught up with from the person behind me and like that they might like lap me or if I'm like work taking too long, these guys are going to start getting mad. We got to get like, and I find myself being so annoyed at golf that I'll be like, mm-hmm. did anyone have fun today? Cause I didn't have any fun. Today. <laughs> I don't know why you guys, I, this isn't, this is a relaxing thing. Retired people do this. See, I, I, so I love golf. Out. I like, do you, the game. can you it's teach fun. me? I, I, I yeah. can't enjoy it. I, I've, I've played since I was a kid. My grandfather got me started playing very young. I just like play a round or two every year and just remind myself that like, oh, I, I can do this forever. I think it's nice. It's, pro- it's probably nice when you're good at it. Like, I guess maybe because I, I like me and my group, whatever I'm with, like take so much fucking time that I just like, I like if I had it my way, I'd be like, oh, we're going to play golf, but I'm running out the whole fucking course and no one's going to be near us because <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. enjoy myself. I really can't. Like i like I'll hit it into the fucking woods and be like, let's just move on. Let's just, that one's gone. Let's just move on. <laughs> you have to be with the right group. Cause if you, if you get with people who are like, no, you have to find that ball or it's a stroke penalty. Like, I don't like those people. Yeah. No, I, I need the people yeah. who are like, I don't know, just put another ball down, hit it again. Whatever. You know who I feel like I would get along with playing golf with is, is, is those dudes from the internet that just chirp at people trying to golf. Like they're trying to tee off. I saw and they just, Jay Larson was in one of those. Yes. Oh, really? I've seen, I've seen one with Jay Larson. I've seen one with, um, uh, oh, what is his name? Australian. Uh, uh Jim Jeffries. Oh, really? like, yeah. Well, the, one of their lines was, it looks <laughs> like you bought a, what? <laughs> it's, it's like, it looks like you bought a leather jacket and it completely improved your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I have. And it did. And then just like fucking knocks it all the way to the flag. And they're like, God damn it. He's really good. <laughs> I do That's like awesome. the heckle. It was, it's crazy. It's almost like when you, it's like almost when you see a celebrity like ringside or something you're like, Ooh, Ooh. Like I was, I remember being like, that's Shay Larson. I could tell in street clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, it, the, the other one that they did was with the singer from Simple Plan, which I guess we're old if the guys from Simple Plan are playing golf now. You just like rock my childhood. And, uh, and so he's wearing like golf shorts and like a golf outfit, but his whole leg is a full tattoo sleeve. And the one guy goes, it looks like all your tattoos have meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking lost it. For, for the listener, there was air quotes involved in that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so funny. Because it's not even like a direct insult, but it's just enough to make you think twice while you're like taking a shot. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, because like, yeah. If, if they do, then they do. You shouldn't feel bad about it. But in that moment, you're like, but they do. What? I feel bad about it. Yeah. And you, and well, you know I- from golfing, that's another thing. People get real fucking annoyed if you're talking during their swing. Like oh, they, yeah. get, they get real amped up. Yeah, I, 
I, I like to play with people who uh, don't take that part too too seriously because yeah. uh, I have a hard time not talking. I want to get. <laughs> I just want to get drunk and drive a golf cart around. Like yeah, if I could do that, that's perfect. We don't play golf. We're just actually doing like uh, go karts, but with yeah. golf carts. We're like, <laughs> yeah. we're like this there is was... actually a really good time. Can you go any faster? <laughs> <laughs> there is a music video from the band MXPX called Responsibility where they just. What's that? Exactly. Good. Good. Good bit, Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, where they just whip around a golf course because they're all caddies in the music video and all the golf carts are like tricked out to be like mini Mercedes and mini Escalades. And then they wind up crashing the the country club and play a show. And that's what I want golf. That's what my, my childhood told me golf would be. It's just <laughs> like hanging out with all these tattooed losers as caddies. And then they take over the thing like it's the ending of Caddyshack. But no, it's people going, can we play through? You guys are taking a while. <laughs> you know, this actually, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and do a thing that annoyed me recently, but uh, actually talking to my whole family. No, Jeff was there for this one and it actually ties to, uh, to, uh, (laughs) to golfing. No, it's Jeff. Jeff just annoys me. And that's why you're here. We have some airing of grievances. This is a call out podcast. Yeah. We've been talking for an hour just to get to this point. (laughs) But uh, Yeah. There was a, a guy I used to golf with growing up who, was at Meg's show that Jeff was on in Ambler. And I said hello after the show and he said, how do you know my name? That's that's the impact I've had on people <laughs> after time has passed. Wait, which one was he? Um, there, were, there was two of them. Actually, I, I, the one I'm talking about wasn't the one I played golf with, but it was the guy who was with him. Gotcha. But they, they were the two that were very, they were, they they were doing, doing a lot of this. Okay. If a, if a show, joke hit, like- like on the, in the back. Yeah. It kind of felt nice. <laughs> they were, were great audience members. I, I, I have, I have no, no, not no laughing, no clapping, member. just because it, because you hear other laughs, but then you just see like two hands being like, yeah, it was like hype man style where the, like the, the joke would happen. And then they'd be like, <laughs> you hear he said, I'm like, yeah. Dude. Sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you just need, it's almost like that background sound effect of someone being like, oh, yo, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the lap where you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the one. Cause like you can drown out laughs if you're doing them, oh doing well God. enough. Like, you know, whatever, I'm just getting laughs again. But that like, reminds you're me. like, oh shit. That reminds me when I was doing the snappy pun shows up in Fishtown, uh, we had booked uh, Dorian, Dorian Vasquez. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to tell a joke and there was like, I forget whose grandmother it was, but it was an old black grandma who was going to see her like grandchild or something do comedy at this show. And he was trying to get through a joke and like something <laughs> landed really flatly and she went, go ahead, baby. <laughs> and that became the phrase of the night where like, that's all anyone Like we didn't want anyone to Damn. laugh anymore. We just wanted, if our joke landed, be like, go ahead, baby. Damn. That's oh, actually hilarious. That's wow. that, that feels the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That, that feels like I would have been crushed. <laughs> like, no. those moments, ahead, I'm baby. like, just don't, just actually don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. I, I, need, I know you think you're saving me. It's it's so much worse. Yeah, I need the audience to pretend that the last joke just didn't happen at no. all. I, go I, do, ahead, baby. I do not need an audience member to to be more likable and get more laughs than me. I do not need that. Like, <laughs> sit down. Yeah. That's, why we, that's why we win so much is because we have a microphone. We're louder than them. But there are times 
I've seen yeah. it. I've even seen it. I was doing a show in New York one time and literally the, an audience member threw off the host so bad that like he was like, oh, yeah, well, that's a good point anyway. And then he just continued <laughs> on and I was like, you can't bring someone up after that. Like, no. Oh, like, yeah. Basically, he was like, and you're right. You're better than the show. Anyway, more show. Yeah. Like, it's not going to know you. Oh, need no. <laughs> I watched destroyed. it was like I wasn't on the show, but I went to support because it was like a bringer show. And my friend wanted to get the tape. Uh, it was at Gotham. Um, okay. And I watched in between the comedians that are just like we're just starting out and want to get like a good room. Like I want to get a video of myself in a good room, like getting like doing my jokes that aren't funny yet. Cause I haven't worked on them long enough, but I just, you know, like the, that three month in like, Oh, I'm so funny. That kind of guy. And you watched as they would go up tank, the host would try their best to bring the room back up. And then another person got up who was clearly a good enough performer that saw that the room was tanking and then built the room back up in lieu of their set. And it was just, it was nice to see a comedian actually read the room instead of being like, I brought five people. This is my time to shine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. And actually that guy is now famous on the internet because I went through all of a sudden he was doing a bunch of impressions. I was like, wait, I know that guy from that Gotham gig. Oh, good for him. Uh, But Dan, is that what makes you annoyed? Yeah, it, I was I was very annoyed in that moment that this person who I went through all of school with uh, completely forgot me. Which, uh, on, in fairness, on, you probably look a lot different. Yeah, on on one hand, I'd look like this in hopes that people don't recognize me often. Fair. It worked, but it didn't feel good. Yeah, it didn't feel good, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would not be a good like uh, famous person where it's like. Yeah, a uh, table for two. And they're like, yeah, no problem, sir. They're like, oh, sir. Clearly doesn't know who the fuck you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. I... It's, it's me with a hat down and glasses. And you're, like, <laughs> yeah. you're like on the subway. You're like, is anybody going to notice me? Thank you. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Toby McGuire. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that would actually, how, how much respect do you think you would lose for a celebrity if they were like, it's me, Vince Vaughn. Hello. You'd be like, oh, dude, don't announce yourself. Yeah. You weirdo. Yeah. I feel like that was a bad example because if Vince Vaughn did it, I'd be like, all right, that dude kind of rules. All right, let's say. There's got to be somebody kind of toeing the line of like no longer famous. Where like Vince Vaughn could come back today and he'd still be famous. It feels by choice that he's not around. The guy who started like Smallville or something. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. (laughs) The guy who's like, I was in Cheaper by the Dozen, if you remember. (laughs) The the bald guy. (laughs) I was going to say, uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo. If Kevin Sorbo gets up on a subway and is oh, like, hi, that, guys, it's me, Kevin Sorbo. I'd be like, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, why are you on this subway, dude? That is a great <laughs> example because I feel like every time they needed a like right-wing celebrity, he would show up and be like, guys, I'm Kevin Sorbo. You're yeah, like, that's great. Does that matter? <laughs> I loved being sick on weekdays and watching Hercules with my family that day. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only show on at 3 p.m. on UPN. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, George, uh, what makes you annoyed? I was thinking if about not this, all the stuff we've already talked about. All the things, everything's. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier, and uh, I won't comment on like specific things, but um, when you're, and it's funny because it's like what we do on the show is uh, when you're like not honest about your emotions, 
that's incredibly frustrating. Like, I'm not trying to solve your problems. I'm just checking in to make sure you're okay. And if oh, you, yeah, those moments where it's just like, no, I, I, I know something's wrong. Yeah. So when I ask if something's wrong and you tell me nothing's wrong, yeah, we could just skip that step because we yeah. know we're, we're eventually going to get past this step and talk about what's wrong. And so why are we going through these paces? And I understand if that person like dives deeper, you know, I understand if that person like then retreats, I, I can understand that as a reflex, but when I like, when I'm coming to that person, I'm like, Hey, you don't have to tell me that you're like, you have to, you, you, you're allowed to digest these feelings for a little bit. And if you need someone to talk to, I'm here, but don't lie to my face with like, Hey, are you cool? And you go, fine. <laughs> See, I hear you. I totally hear you guys. And I think that's totally a very fair answer, but I got to say that I'm on the other side of things. <laughs> and sometimes we I don't just think I get annoyed by it. Admit, yeah. <laughs> like I know for me, I'm like, I'm about to blow up on someone yeah. or something. I'm going to tell you I'm fine. Give me five minutes. I'll totally come back as a whole new logical yeah. human being. And I'll get that. Uh, absolutely. Like if you say like, I, I I don't want to say that like I'm the one showing up. Be like, you okay though? Come on, come <laughs> yeah. on, you can talk to me. Hey pal, like, are you okay though? Hey, like, like if I'm I was buddy. like, if I was like George, just give me a minute, and you were like, yeah. Jeff, talk to me. I'd be like, I just one minute, and you were like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, if I go up and you're like, I need a minute, cool, right, right, and and you approach me when you're ready. Cause I'm not going to come back here and do this. But if over the course of a few days, you're like, I'm fine. I I don't believe you. A few just, days is a lot. No, I yeah, completely agree. It's a, it's a couple you, days. You got to, you, you, you need like an hour to process it. That's mm -hmm. what you get. You get like an hour tops. Yeah. The wild thing with all of this is, I mean, what, I don't find it all that annoying. I, I, I kind of grant people that because people don't want to just throw their emotions out there. It's a very kind of totally understandable, spot, whatever. Yeah. But I, I do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, like I, I'm always fine. Like that's it. I'm always fine. And most of the time it's actually true. I know fine is a bad word. It has like that context of like that connotation that like you're, fine. you're not, you're not, but like usually I'm fine. Like I'm not good. I'm not bad. I love, I love Dan like describing himself as I'm fine. I'm fine. Like yeah. even like on a job resume or something like, and what makes you great? I mean, nothing really. I'm just no, fine. I'm, I'm fine. Just a fine guy. And yeah. <laughs> Honestly, My... most jobs I get, they're like, that's what we need. Yep. Uh, yeah. They're we like, need a body what? in a room. Not, not somebody who's going to bitch and complain. That would be fantastic. Uh, yeah. You know, what has been the opposite of, of annoying, but like really relieving is we had some guy come into work today who works at a different store and I've been complaining about certain things at work being like, Hey, if we just do this, things would be a lot easier. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get on that. And they just haven't done it all the time. And then someone who's worked in that department for decades at this point from another store that does much better than us came in and went, why the fuck aren't you doing all these things? And I just got to stand <laughs> behind him and be like, yeah, why? <laughs> It was a beautiful moment. Honestly, it was like this the, the annoyingness is left, and now just everyone knows that uh, George was right. Yeah, George now you so get right. to be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Go do the thing I told you to do. I crave power. I hunger. Being annoyed sucks, but I will say I do love being annoying. Like, I don't oh, know why it's oh, like being annoying is so oh, much there's fun. Nothing better. It's the best. Just have that like instigator, like kind of like like I love I love to just 
I don't even know. I don't even know if this is a good example, but like my friend, like my friend will be sitting there and like we'll be in the, like at a barbecue or something. And I'll be like, yo, I've been talking to people. I got seven bucks as you can't kick Pat in the face from here. Just standing up right, can't kick him right in the face. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Seven bucks? And I'm like, oh my God, I could have said anything. They're just like all in on this right now. Yeah. And then Pat's like, dude, I don't want to get kicked in the face. And I'm like, dude, I'm just saying where the money's going. Like yeah. I'm just here. Like I love to like poke and be like in a distance and be like, look, look. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite there, annoying thing to do there's nothing better than inciting mischief oh uh, <laughs> yeah inciting Ugh. mischief what a great way that's a great way to put it i think my favorite thing to do is to annoy with um uh not like not grossness but uncomfortability um okay. where like i'll i'll tell casey to hey let's just barely kiss in front of all these people and she's like please no and i'll go come on it'll be really funny and i get as close to her face as possible there's no puckering or anything it's just basically like lips grazing lips and then i pull back <laughs> but it takes 15 wow. seconds to get there just like uh -huh. it's very intimate that's okay <laughs> that, that is something you can only do with someone you care about yep like, and she hates it you know what I, is? I like annoying I my too. fiance <laughs> that's what it is i like to put my fiance in uh in predicaments that she has to then explain afterwards <laughs> I, I, I forgot for a second that your fiance's name was casey so i just imagined cuff dick for yep. a second <laughs> that happens quite a bit on this show actually <laughs> i was like i was like damn you and casey just like pretend to half kiss a little that's just cool. kiss all the time. that's very secure we i have, like that have we had have we had casey cuff dick on at all never we have not we have to get well, him on he I, I, a memory came up on facebook the other day with casey. him <laughs> <laughs> uh, a memory of him because i uh, i said that uh, when I was coming up in Philly, I always thought that like Seamus Millar was like, like a tough guy, which is hysterical <laughs> knowing him now. And that became like a whole debate online. <laughs> and then someone, and then someone tried to argue that I was a, a quote toughie. Um, and then, you're a toughie. Yeah. I'm a toughie. You're not a and, tough guy. But and then Casey reminded me that I was trying to kick someone out at Raven. And I knew that Casey had done like professional wrestling back in the day. And I look behind him and Casey is right behind me. So I'm like, cool. If Cuff Dick's behind me, like, like this goes down, I can at least like have him for backup. And I get the guy out of Raven and I look back and I was like, hey, man, I'm just glad you were behind me. I really appreciate that. He was like, I was using you as a human shield. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He was just like, I was in no way going to protect you at Back all. I was, I was, I was an audience member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was enjoying I was what I was just there for entertainment, watching the guy getting kicked out, just fucking bounce off the walls. Cause he doesn't want to be ejected from the Raven lounge. Jesus Christ. Oh man. Nothing better for me than being told to leave Raven. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I had to ask to leave. You know how degrading that is. I don't want to do this anymore. Can I go? <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Uh, I miss it dearly. I miss so, sticking to the about, floor every Thursday. You know, talking about being annoying on purpose, I watched this movie not too long ago, and it was it's a French movie, and I'm sure the name sounds better in French than it does in English, because in English, it does not seem to have any relevance to the movie itself. But it's called Papa, the Lil Boats, and it's about this like heiress rich girl who is just kind of really annoying, and she gets kidnapped and held for ransom. And she basically just annoys all of her captors into like killing each other or themselves. And then she makes off with all the money. Is and this the wrong Missy? 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, I, I've never been so happy to watch somebody be annoying on purpose than this movie because it's just like a lady doing slapstick comedy, but also using it as a weapon. And it is so funny. Damn, dude. So good. You can use comedy as a weapon, dude. Yeah. She's literally, yeah, literally using it to like lead to the deaths of her captors. It is wild. Fantastic. That is wild. I, there actually. was a TikTok trend going around a couple months ago where it was like, what would you annoy your captors with if you were kidnapped for them to just let you go? And it was just people in the middle of a conversation talking at length about something they're weirdly passionate about. And one of the most interesting ones I saw was a guy explaining that the Yeti in the Mount Everest ride in Disney World was designed to be the most uh, lifelike, I guess you could say, even though it's a Yeti, uh, animatronic in Disney history. And then they realized that as it was moving, it was breaking the ride and at risk of falling on the people on the roller coaster. So then they just turned it off and added strobe lights so it looks like it's moving. So it's a multi-million Damn. dollar animatronic. And they're not allowed to use it because it's slowly breaking the ride. Wow. I would have yeah. just played him an episode of this show. No, no, right? Let's see what other people think they'll listen to the show. <laughs> All right. The first one we got kind of falls in line with what we were talking about at the beginning is people who don't use their turn signals. Oh yeah. That's yeah, fucking driving. annoying. Yeah. yeah. I literally driving. today. Just I, driving, I think driving base across the board. Terrible. Yeah. I literally yeah. looked at someone today and it's hard to give like, it's tough to give like a blinker, like hand signal. Like I'll, like, I'll be like, oh. like, use your, use your blinker. Like, and then <laughs> I feel like they're like, roll my window down. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you're so frustrated. You're just like, blanker! And then you yeah. drive past them as fast it's as possible. So, do you know how much easier it is on everyone else if you just let us know maybe when you want to switch a lane? <laughs> because it's hard to guess. It's real hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be there yeah. when you decide last minute and don't tell anybody. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Uh, what else we got? Tucker Carlson. Yeah, fair. See, I feel like that guy's got a high probability of being in like a celebrity boxing match one day, and that's why maybe I like him. I think he seems like a guy <laughs> who's going to be in like rough and rowdy with Barstool or some shit. I, I, feel I like, don't listen to him. I don't know him other than that. I, I do feel like he would pick a fight. He would get in that fight, and then he would probably hire somebody to fight that fight for him. That sounds accurate. He yeah. looks He looks like a, he looks like the the what is it the like head concierge at like a really fancy hotel oh yeah like one that judges you for walking in in jeans yeah yeah and they're like and they'll randomly give you attitude and you're like dude your name's not even on the fucking hotel you're just like a lobby yeah. boy. shut the you fuck just up. work here oh, if you dude, left I, they yeah. replace you yeah. he's like sir <laughs> if you could not run in the lobby and you're like yeah. i will fucking run where i want i pay a lot of money to stay here yeah they pay you to be here. I get it. That's you feel some sort You're of right. way about he it. Seems but like a guy I'm paying like, a lot. <laughs> I will call security on you. Thank you very much. Like, yeah. uh, I listen to uh, a different podcast. I know I don't listen to my own Ooh. podcast all the time. Um, but uh, they were explaining because one of the hosts of that show used to work for Fox News and explains why conservative uh hosts and conservative pundits have are always in like the top sales for books 
is because Fox News will buy up the stock of books and keep them in a storeroom. So it looks like they sold thousands of copies. So there's oh, wow. just a room at the Fox News net, uh, like headquarters full of Tucker Carlson books. Damn, that's actually wow, hilarious. So, so when that's like great. Bill O'Reilly goes off the rails and gets canceled the way he did, yeah. does that mean they just have no hope of selling those books or like moving yeah, the product? They just, they're yeah. just still there. There's just an Indiana Jones like Ark of the Covenant warehouse full of unsold killing series books by Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> God, I, I would love to see a killing what killing Lincoln book burning. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I just want to see killing Bill O'Reilly. I want to watch someone kill Bill O'Reilly. I mean, YouTube's getting there. YouTube's getting there. We'll show it. We'll get it. We'll get it. What else we got? Let's see. When we are running late and my kids decide it's time to play hide and seek. Oh, that's good. There, there are a handful we get this time that I think are things that were currently happening when I asked the question. <laughs> this doesn't sound like it would. Buy. I think I think I would be more of a nightmare for my girl. Like if we had kids, like I think it would just like I would be an additional kid. Yeah, you would also be playing hide and seek. <laughs> yes. Like I really like I really think like, oh, she's hiding. I'd be like, damn it. I wish I was hiding. I guess I'll start counting. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I just picture this happening at like the age where like they don't know how to actually hide yet so you're like playing along <laughs> that they're hiding but like also super annoyed by it one like, I, two because they're like count you have to count I, I guess i'll go look behind this lamppost Whoa, you're behind remember. the lamppost how would i have ever thought that <laughs> And they'll tell you, just, they'll be like, I'm going to go hide behind the lamppost. You're, like, You're not yeah, yeah. even yeah, playing. Don't right. look there. Don't look there. Yeah. <laughs> I distinctly remember playing like hide and seek as a child, not knowing how to count. And they'd be like, okay, George, go count. And then just me just sort of meandering around the light pole and that is home base and be like, I should go eventually. <laughs> like, feel, feels like 10 seconds. I don't know what 10 seconds is, but feels yeah. like 10 seconds it's gotta be and this has been a it's half hour <laughs> not knowing time and being like it's gotta be 10 seconds right and you're like yeah, it's actually right? probably anything but everybody time, went home <laughs> one time i was playing manhunt when i was when i was a kid um i was over at my friend's house and it was like he was at a family party with like family and friends and i was very much the outsider and it was it was two teams and you counted off and the other team's supposed to hide and the one guy on the other team decided to just kind of try to hide right away so we would like run past him and miss him and then you could do whatever he wanted i found him right away he punched me and ran <laughs> he's like you didn't find me and just ran away I was like all right I'm like this is not a part plan. of the plan yeah, i didn't find anybody here <laughs> That's great. You uh, yeah, anymore? You annoyed him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's see. A uh, couple driving things were, were seconded here. Um, GPS pausing for podcasts, but talking over music. Oh, when you're like phone like glitches in the Bluetooth. And then like, yeah, your phone's like ringing and <laughs> you're like phone's ringing. You're like listening to like an old note. And, like, you're like, yeah. all right, I am being way too overstimulated <laughs> yeah, in this car I, right now. I would pull over. I broke this, I think. <laughs> Can I tell you guys? Very um, specific. That's a very uh, specific (laughs) annoyance for someone. Uh, On the way home today. So uh, in the morning, 
I was listening to a podcast about a famous uh, socialist. It was this guy named Eugene Debs. So I was just like learning the history of this guy. And it got me thinking, damn, I ain't listened to Anti-Flag in a while. So I put on an old Anti-Flag album that I like a lot. And I forgot about it. Um, and when my car starts up, uh, it'll like speed through parts of the song that are supposed to be playing. Like it'll auto connect to Spotify and then speed through chunks of the song. So it plays at like double the speed. And it was during <laughs> a part of the up. song. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it was during part of a song where the singer is yelling like a rapid fire succession of words. <laughs> and at double speed was just him going. And I laughed for five minutes <laughs> just to myself in the car of just it looked sounded like someone was being electrocuted but with hardcore punk in the background That's awesome. it was, Damn. <laughs> yeah. uh, another example of a, of a thing i think was happening currently people who go to see cheap trick and then tell me they sucked they did all new songs and then i look up the set list and it was all old songs they just didn't know the songs because they are boring individuals what the fuck? This seems very specific. <laughs> that is so specific. That's so specific. But yeah, that's. <laughs> it would be probably really annoying to go to a concert and then somebody being at the concert that you really want to be at is like, does this kind of suck? And you're like, what the fuck? Shut up. No, it's oh, awesome. I uh, I went to go to this big festival with my sister a few years back. Um, I went for the comedy tent because Judah Friedlander was like headlining that. I was like, I, I want to see Judah Friedlander. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was right when he had started doing his I'm running for president bit where he just took I, questions from the audience. It's it's for honestly hour. so impressive. Yeah. I saw him a good, good um, the one time, but it, it, it oh, was, it's so good. He's awesome. He's he's really good. So I, I went to go see them, him and a bunch of other local comics. But my sister was really into this band called Bastille. They had that song called uh, like Bad I, Blood. I it was, but, yeah, yeah, that song. Um, and it was in we the middle of Atlanta. Uh, you'd know it if you heard it. It was like I, a radio I hit. I, actually, I uh, for those listening, it's the one that goes way, way, ho, way, ho. Uh, and I know that. That's the because, one. Because I'd listen to that song, but I'd also like, hey, they're popular. Let's give the album a try. And like my sister is always playing it. So she clearly liked that band. Might as well try it. Every time they stopped playing a song, they're the headliners. Everyone has come out to see this band. There was a chunk of the crowd that were all just like University of Georgia uh, frat boys that at the end of every song would go, as loud as they could, like a like a soccer chant. Yeah, that's that's like the concert version of hearing an Eagles chant, no matter what stadium you're in for what sport you're watching. Yeah, it's it's it was like I felt bad for the band where they were like, we have other songs like we just did a really cool cover of No Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and everyone was like, no new songs, only way ho. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like that doesn't we don't care about that like i yeah. remember hearing billy joel say that he like just despises playing piano man and it's like mm-hmm. dude look around you're here because of piano, because of piano man. man so you ever see him freak out man. in russia that's no, one of my favorite no, videos no i don't know this either it's yeah. a famous video of he was uh it was a couple months before i think it was in moscow Maybe it was in like West Germany, West Berlin. What a dangerous place to have a temper tantrum. Yeah. Well, because they went and and we never saw Billy Joel again. (laughs) It was, it was him. It was like in the eighties and his record company was like, what we're going to do is we're going to bring American music to them. I don't remember which one was which, but 
uh, like where he was specifically, but they'd be like, the crowd would be dancing, but they're trying to get, they're trying to get the, uh, like the live footage of it. Cause they're trying to turn it into like a documentary type thing for MTV or something. And so every time the camera light pans to people dancing in the crowd, they immediately stop dancing because they're, they're used to, if a light is shining on them, they're doing something wrong. Right. And up until a few years ago, they really weren't allowed to dance in public. Like that is just not part of that culture. So when they were enjoying themselves, they're like, they would stop. And so you watch these clips of Billy Joel screaming at the producers going, get the light off of them. They're trying to dance. And then at one point flips a piano onto its side and just walks to the front of the stage and just puts his arm up. That's a way better story than I was anticipating. Yeah, no, he, I thought it was going to be like a temper tantrum, like no, rich, he was like rich guy in another country just not getting his way. No, why he are was, you guys cheering more? Like, yeah, yeah, he was freaking was out be. because the like they were more concerned with getting the shot than people having a good time, and he realized that like they're scaring the people, and he yeah. had to remind them that like this isn't America. You're scaring them. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I'll send it so to you he, both. I'll find he it. He also was like, hey, you're jeopardizing the show that yeah. people like paid money and like are here for like, don't, this isn't as important. Like, it's like when people like, I won't use names, but uh, <laughs> like, I remember there'd be uh, an open mic where people like, we're gonna do a podcast in the next room. And you're like, in the next, during, during the mic, that would be a terrible idea. I don't think that's a good yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hear don't you. come in here yeah like i'm gonna you're gonna fucking throw off the the whole point of everyone being here is the mic so yeah. like that's why it's smarter to do a podcast before the mic like do rag and deer tag or like someone like where you're like it's not interfering with the mic but i remember mm -hmm. they would put it like it's just in the next room you're like yeah separated by sheetrock like <laughs> that's it that is a weird spot like i get that i get the ambition of it being like, yeah, it's happening right here. Like we're getting it raw right off the stage. Hell yeah, dude. We're artists. It's like you're at an open mic. Fucking yeah. Yeah. like this is where we're trying to work things out, not listen to you guys' podcast. Like yeah. separate. Yeah, I also don't want to like listen back to that podcast and hear me slightly in the background. Like that would <laughs> that would ruin my day. Yeah. Uh that's like, right, the worst chance to get me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah, what you got? Anything um, else? Or is that kind of that's a, that's a good enough one to go out on there. I think the the okay. rest of them kind of all kind of corroborate the previous stories <laughs> driving yeah, sure. and people in the way um, and that kind of stuff. So with, uh, with this, uh, cause I always ask like what songs do people find annoying or whatever the emotion is. And, oh, uh, and I'm realizing that a lot of people, don't know the names of the songs that annoy them so they have to try to like sing part of it in the question well if you name uh, it then it's yours yeah so one person wrote oh what a night late september back in 63 whatever that is that sounds <laughs> awesome are you kidding also Five isn't it called annoying? oh what a night <laughs> oh uh, uh, that one yeah that sounds yeah. awesome i guess they don't like hey, it you guys made me uh, someone else Damn it, it worked <laughs> don't ah. worry i'll, I'll auto tune you later <laughs> we're looping it um uh, another person, guy named Dennis, uh, wrote that one that goes "Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me." Oh, oh! I love that one. The tones, yeah. tones one or whatever. I love that one. I don't know what it is. That one's got a cool vibe. It's a, it's definitely a vibe song. I couldn't tell you anything about it, but look, like I, I like it. Look up her perform on like SNL. She doesn't look at all like you. I love when you like hear an artist and then you see them. And you're like, that's not what I pictured. <laughs> all right. Uh, 
this one is from a specific song um, that in college was constantly made fun of by this guy. And I kind of liked the band that sang it. And now I'm kind of friends with that band. So I oh. feel bad about it. But uh, it's a song called Legit Tattoo Gun by the band The Front Bottoms. Um, but the only part he knows about the song is where the singer goes, I am not a dirty God. I don't have a dirty body. I guess the, the the vocals on that are very mountain goats esque. So it is kind of like a yodely okay. nasally kind of vocal. So I can get that. Like, it's not your cup of tea, but he made fun of it all throughout college. This person that suggested it to a point where I'm like, you need a better, you need a better excuse to not like the song. Like yeah. they're far more successful <laughs> because well, of they didn't change themselves. I, I had songs like that that became like part of bits Mm-hmm. It's like life bits that like just stopped being annoying because I was having so much fun with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the one that jumps to mind was the uh, Vivi Brown, the shark in the water song. Yeah. Where like the, we the talked about that on Casey's episode. Yeah. The lyrics are insane. It's baby. There's a shark in the water. I caught them howling at the moon. What? What? <laughs> what is that? But it. <laughs> It, it became such a bit that when my sister turned 30 this year, I drew a picture of what I imagined that to look like and gave it to her as a tapestry to hang on her wall. And it is hanging <laughs> on her wall. Fantastic, <laughs> actually. Um, and then some actual ones. Uh, we got bad contemporary country can be very, very annoying. As someone that likes old school country and has like a playlist in my car that like if I'm feeling a little a little sad and country-esque throw that on there it's fucking great if i hear one country song i like it as soon as i hear another country song and it's basically the same like talking about contemporary modern country yeah yeah, yeah. it it ruins every part of the genre for me yeah like i think what they mean i can't even listen to the stuff that i love after yeah like enough like modern country area I think what they mean by this is like the 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 hick hop, I guess is what they're calling it now. Um, oh, where it's basically just taking hip hop beats and then singing generic country, country shit over top of it. Yep. Yes, that I, I do not infuriates enjoy that. me. I don't like any um, anything that's designed specifically for radio play. I think mm-hmm. that annoys. I feel yeah. like it's it's never like, man, they really cared about the music on this one. Like they were like. What do you think people want? And you're like, yeah. all right, well, so now, we're, now, you're, now you're like, and a, that's Nashville. That is Nashville country of like, listen, we are pumping out hits. That is mm-hmm. why we are here. That is what our industry is. Money we need making, to sell. Baby. Yeah. We need to sell to the market of this. Uh, and it's not like your Tyler Childers or your Jason Isbells. You're like, no, we're good musicians and we grew up in the country and we want to, you know, do it. Like, we have a friend, bless her heart. And I mean that as like a pun. Uh, that it went down to Nashville to become a country singer and a songwriter. She is from Barnegat, New Jersey. (laughs) And she's great. She's very nice. And she's very talented. But if you get signed by a major label, I imagine they have to rewrite your life story. Your your bio is no longer your bio. Yeah. You are not from Barnegat, New Jersey. You are from you know, South Jersey. You're from where Cowtown is. You know, Taylor yeah. Swift still gets to be from Pittsburgh. So, like, that's true. Is I Taylor mean, Swift what's his name? Ish. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. That. She was born. She was born on a Christmas tree farm outside of Pittsburgh. She's uh, Jesus. I, think that, actually, I believe. Yeah. Born on a Christmas yeah. tree farm. That's actually I've never knew that. That's so on brand. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she started writing songs, her fa- parents moved her to Nashville to become 
a singer. And to be honest, if you do want it, I've seen it time and time again. If you want to make it in the music industry, go try to be a country musician mm-hmm. and then do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, it's like a constant thing they do on uh, uh, like shows like The Voice and American Idol, where I think there's been two different top singers on those shows that are from emo you know, pop rock bands that like warp tour bands that went on the show and said, I want to try to do country. And then they became breakout stars. Yeah, the, the uh, voice the, had a couple of them in their first couple of years. It yeah. was wild. Because I was like, it oh, was I automatic. saw them play real small places before. Yeah. It's like, I remember uh, it was uh, the girl, I believe, I believe it was the singer from Automatic Love Letter got very far. Her name is Juliet Sims. And then the girl, Cassidy Pope, who was the singer of Hey Monday, both mm-hmm. did like country-esque stuff in order to get where they wanted to go because mm-hmm. country has the budget. Yeah. So anyone listening out there, if you want to just, you know, do that. Uh, last just, two. So just before you do that, I just want everyone to know that since we talked about it, the only thing I've been hearing in my head is dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Oh, it's such a good one. I, I've been struggling to maintain my level of participation because that's just what I'm hearing while you guys are talking now. <laughs> A uh, friend of the show, Jack Fitzsimmons, said Africa by Toto. Nobody actually likes that song. Um, and then the last one, which I find very annoying, uh, comedian Jared McCauley. I hate this song so much. I just don't understand the appeal. Hotel California. I don't get it. I don't I, like it. It's a grandfather don't want at it. this point. If I have yeah, the just, right amount of whiskey, it can't be too much or it can't be too little. If I have the right amount of whiskey, that song rules. But I, it, I, it is a hard line. I, I cannot I'm just find imagining it every time. Danny getting pissed drunk on whiskey here at Hotel California and punching a jukebox. <laughs> so. Too far. I was too far. <laughs> but that is all the music suggestions we have. Nice. Uh, well, Jack, you want to talk in. about? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Thanks for this was so up my alley i mean i love talking about what bothers me that's like my thing (laughs) we'll set up a separate jeff colella wheel that's like uh (laughs) like annoyed disturbed uh anxious angry like it'll just be your mini wheel and we just have you on once every couple months if the thing was like happy i think i would have a really hard time being a guest if i'm being honest like i'd be like it was so funny you just have to be like well i'm happy to be here yeah i'm happy but other than that fuck this (laughs) Uh, Lord, such a professional show.